This could be like the opening. We don't even have to edit this. This is great. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Rob and I were in a conversation. I just want to say uh, thanks to Hinton Water for giving me free shit. Hey, we got a great guest today, Catherine McNamara, Shadowhunters, Maze Runner. She's uh, she's a talented actress. She's beautiful. Rob, did you enjoy her? Yeah, she was great. How do you know, Catherine? Uh, Isaiah Mustafa, who is now in the sequel to It, and he uh, he and I he did he was uh, he played T in my movie that I directed back, back in, the day. in the day. Yeah, and he was he's the old Spice guy. He uh, I went to the premiere for Shadowhunters, and uh, I met her, and she was really kind. And uh, when she was. Uh, on our summer break, which is a very long summer break now. Uh, it's an infinite summer break, yeah, unfortunately. Her show got canceled, unfortunately. Uh, that happens. I've, I've had that happen quite a few times in my life. Yeah, but this interview was before that happened. Yeah, then we don't talk about it. But it's still, I feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's pretty, uh, she's pretty interesting. Inside of You is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp as menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted, whole body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Dot com promo code inside that's neutrafall.com promo code inside this show is sponsored by better help i don't know how many times i have to talk about this but it's so important if you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time 
Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And, I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Let's get into Catherine McNamara. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Are you are you sure you're comfortable? You want to move some pillows over there so you have some. I'm gonna. I'm you gonna just get just yourself comfortable. I'm you can do whatever situated. you want. I'm like a cat. I have to. You know. You're like a cat. I, I'm like a cat, and my name is Cat, so I have to kind of you know nest a little bit. I unfortunately, um, I gave Rob a mic because I, think I want. A good thing. Yeah, well, I wanted him to be involved in the show. Right. At first, you know, I didn't think he was that funny. <laughs> in fact, I think that's what you'll gather. Well, sometimes I'm not that funny, so I think you'll have to probably carry the the heavy lifting. Well, it's not. You know, this show isn't about being funny. It's about being real. I see your 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 publisher Charlene. <laughs> yeah, she's here. She is. I, I don't think anyone's brought their um their publicist yet. Really? But maybe after some uh, people have heard about the podcast, Michael Gervais brought his bodyguard. Michael Gervais well, hasn't aired yet, <laughs> yeah. and no one knows who he is right now. This is how good of a producer he is. He just gave me the phone to type uh-huh. in my password oh, while nice. I'm interviewing you. That's nice. You know, I think I think everyone having a mic is a good idea because instead of being, you know, the nameless, faceless shadows in the corner, everyone yeah. can have a voice. Are you saying we should give your publicist Charlene publicist? I can't say publicist Charlene. Publicist Charlene. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's to, hard say. to say. We have a lot of words in the show that are hard to say too. In we we have a few phrases. Yeah, what in are Shadow those? Uh, Lilith is extremely hard to say because you'll Lilith. be Lilith because you'll be going. She was our big bad villain this season, and so you you know you'll be going along, saying a line, really feeling the rhythm, and then you get to the word Lilith. And there's so many consonants and vowels and L's, like all put together in a little tiny word. It just takes so much. Right now, everyone listening say. is saying Lilith. It's true. And Downworlders is the other Downworlders. one. Downworlders. 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 And I don't know if it's just me because I have a slight Midwestern accent and I carry my it's R's a little too heavily. Missouri. Kansas City. Kansas yeah. City. Other close, side. Close, close enough. Yeah. Three hours on the you know on the freeway. Yeah. But. Uh, it's it's a lot of R's in one word as well, and W's, and it just gets all muffled. Catherine McNamara, a.k.a. Cat. Yes. You like to be called Cat. 
it just kind of happened. You know, everywhere growing up, I was always Catherine. And then I moved to New York and ended up doing a show with three other Catherines. So I was automatically given the nickname of Katie Mac. Just Katie Mac. By no choice of my own. I was sat down by one of the other actors and they said, you are now Katie Mac because there's too many Catherines here. And then I moved to L.A. and somebody went, no, I don't like Katie. I'm going to call you Kat. And then I was just Kat from that point forward. I think I'd probably, since those are your nicknames, like my nickname's Rosie. I like that. Thank you. Well, let's think of new nicknames for each other. Okay. Instead of Katie Mac or... K-Mac is fairly new. Not many people. I've only had like one person call me K-Mac. K-Mac. Mm-hmm. See, I'm already original, Rob. Yeah. But what, like I was saying about Rob, he kind of adds something to the show. He's a big Shadowhunters fan. Hey. No, he's not. No? no? Okay. Well, that's he, right. He's never seen it. Not, not a Shadowhunter. Well, that's not, okay. Right. But he's he, that's not his job as a producer, is it? No. To, to watch the show? I don't think so. He's never seen Smallville. He's never wow. seen most of the shit I've been in. <laughs> eh, not Smallville. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but I was unrecognizable. I, have a, I had a CGI face. But how cool is that that you had a CGI face? Well, you know, for the most part, I think most people would think that's a really cool thing to be just in the movie. And I feel that way, too. But I was hoping you'd see my face. Well, yeah. I mean, if somebody said, hey, Kat, we want you to be in this movie, but you're, we, we don't want to see your face. If it was Guardians of the Galaxy, I'd say, hell yes. Right. Have you ever been CGI'd? I have not. Not my own person. I've done animation before, but not based off of my... Appearance. Well, I think because you're a, a beautiful looking person, you're a <laughs> you're a, a rare uh, specimen, like a human being. Like you, I think you have natural good looks. Whereas oh, me, I'm not. I'm gonna take off my glasses. I look a little older <laughs> with my glasses, so I'm gonna take. Um, look, all I'm saying is, you know, uh, some people are born with things. Mm. I was born with uh, a sense of humor, as were you. I was. But you were born with other things like looks. Oh, thank and you. brains. You've got two out of three. I'm super nerdy, but that's a good. I think that's a good. Thing. Yeah, well, I did some research on you, and uh, I didn't spend too much time on it because right. I like this to be sort of open and free and cool. go go where it will. And I don't want to upset Charlene, but I might. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. But you are sort of a prodigy. You're sort of a, you know. And I looked at what you were doing at 14 years old. You you had graduated high school, mm-hmm. and I was going into high school. I barely got out of high school, and I graduated five years out of Western Kentucky University where you had to have a 2.2 to get in. And uh, I wouldn't consider myself book smart by any means. I'm witty occasionally. But then I see you graduated college at 17. Mm -hmm. That's when I was just finishing high school. You were finishing college. Is this true? It is very true. I I don't know how that's possible. You're like a (laughs) fucking Doogie Howser. I don't know how it's possible either, other than the fact that I was in high school and my guidance counselor said to me, you know, after this semester, you're done. And I went, wait, what? I don't want to stop learning at 14. But I, I had a preschool teacher, actually, who saw that I had this kind of veracity for learning and this voracious hunger for... Veracity. That's yeah. a good word. It's Thank a big you. Word. Thank you very much. But she saw this in me and she was able to foster that. And so I kind of owe it all to her. Because she she made me love learning, and it was framed in the the point of view of discovery and something fun and something to, something new to explore, and not a chore to be done. But for you to graduate high school at fourteen means that you found every subject to be fun. Well, not every subject, but I gained a sense of discipline through that, and so it became something that I just did, and something that I did well and very quickly, and it just it, it worked for me. You, I, you have I, a great memory, don't you? I do. Is that see? I always found like 
Kristen Bell was just on the show. Oh, cool. And we talked about her, and she's got an amazing memory. Uh-huh. Her flaw, I wouldn't say flaw, but what would you call it? Something that she doesn't have is she lacks a memory for events in her life. Like she doesn't remember like barbecues and like fun things, but she remembers her lines and can read something and go, yeah, I got it. Are you one of those people that piss me off where <laughs> you look at your lines once and you got it and you don't have to worry about it and go have dinner at Nobu or wherever the hell you're going? For me, it's a muscle. So when I'm working, like at this point, having just wrapped season three, I can look at something once or twice and know it. But in a couple months when I maybe haven't been doing lines, it'll take me a few more times. So for example, when I start the season, it takes me longer to memorize my lines than when I finish the season. But by the end of the season, we get things thrown at us so quickly and we get revisions all the time. And so it's constantly like picking up new dialogue. Well, take me back to Kansas City because yeah. your parents for some... Look, I always wonder, were Doogie Hauser's parents strict with Doogie? Do you remember that show? <laughs> I do remember that show. My parents didn't have to be strict because I was such a disciplined child myself. Why were you so disciplined? Where does that come from? I don't know. I think I was just born that. With things you're born with, I was born with a stubborn sense of, of discipline. My mom always calls me a zebra because things have always been black and white for me. And it's very funny. I've had to learn as I get older that life is never black or white. It's all in shades of gray. But, well, you're uh, talking to a colorblind person. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not shitting you. If you look at me, my my assistant Jess, who's upstairs, just came downstairs and goes, "Wow, those socks are loud." <laughs> Do you think these are this loud? Okay, you're talking to someone who, when I'm not wearing these shoes, I always wear loud socks. So I actually quite like your socks. Do you? I notice. I I take notice when people wear fun socks because it's yeah. something that I do. But I think I you're color coordinated, though. Sometimes. Listen, when I wear leather and, and jeans and combat boots all day long, I sometimes I want to have pink unicorns on my socks. And sometimes that doesn't match at all, but I right. do it anyway. Okay. I like that. Are you a natural redhead? That's your that's your color of choice? I am, for the most part. I'm kind of strawberry blonde, so I, I fluctuate between kind of every... What's your favorite color for your hair? For my hair? I was going to say, is this a different kind of question? No. Um, I'm guessing red. It it dark falls, red. No, it actually oh. falls somewhere in between. I, I like my natural color most, which is sort of a it's a strawberry blonde, basically. It's it's sort of as strawberry as blonde can get. Right. Um, just because it feels like me, but I I love to change it for for work. It's always fun. I'm one of those people. I'll never change my hair drastically on my own because I'm I get too afraid to. On your own? What do you mean? Like you're going to dye your own hair? Well, no. Like if it's not for a job, but if it's for a job, I'll do pretty much anything. You'll do anything, but if it's like you won't take too many risks when you're on your uh, you know a break. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So your parents weren't strict on you. They didn't have to be because you had sort of a propensity yes look at <laughs> big that word there, big huh? words veracity propensity you hear that charlene i've like got some it. words i took word power my senior year in high school <laughs> i was five years older than uh catherine here k mac when she uh learned that word propensity you ever use that word i do occasionally yeah, it's not a bad word it's a great word yeah but uh, what was they saying that my parents did not have to be strict because I had a propensity for for see it was that mm-hmm. memory I couldn't remember something I did a propensity <laughs> for just uh, educating yourself for a uh, thirst for learning mm-hmm. now that's very difficult um, it's difficult to do that I didn't have that thirst I had a thirst for uh, playing um, ColecoVision or uh, in television these are things that were before you were born they were like atari remember atari oh cool yeah yeah they were way before you oh cool but i would play that and i'm not saying in a condescending way but i realized that you're probably our youngest guest that i've had here really and i didn't know you were that young because first of all well it says it in wikipedia i'm not giving anything away no 
And uh, do you regret putting it on Wikipedia? Because a lot of friends of mine, guys and girls, don't want to put their age out there because, you know. You know, I didn't really have a choice. It just kind of happened. And I looked at Wikipedia one day and went, oh, my age is there. Cool. But I don't mind. I'm one of those people that it is what it is. And I'm always going to be the age that I am and that's never going to change. So why try and hide it? Why <laughs> try true. and, you know, I always look at, at women like Helen Mirren who have been in this industry forever and everybody knows you know, and what you see is what you get. Exactly. And she's amazing. Yeah. See, yeah. when you're amazing, it doesn't really matter. It's but true. I have a lot of friends who, you know, they even go on those dating apps. I have a friend, um, Shiara. I just made up her name. It's okay. close to that, but I'm not going to say her name in case anybody knows her. But cool. she, uh, I, you know, I was on a dating app and I saw her picture come up. And I, you know, obviously said yes, so I could mess with her. Of course. Like, oh, what are you up to later? You know what I'm saying? It's like messing around with your friends. But... I think that's what you have to do if you run into a friend on a dating app, right? Yeah. But she said she's 31. And I'm like, you're not 31. You're th-. Rob's married. He's 28. He's got a child. And uh, I don't know. He doesn't, he's never been on a dating app. Congratulations for having your life together, by the way. Thank you. Right? Yeah, I've never been on a dating app. Because you've been with Natalie for a long time. Yeah, we started dating eight years ago. The good thing about something like that is you're 28, you've been dating eight years, you probably have no venereal disease. I hope not. No, it sounds <laughs> like you've got your shit together. Rob got pretty good grades, but he was uh, he was a depressed child. or His mother thought he was depressed, right, Rob? Yeah, that's true. And she put you on antidepressants? Uh, for like a short period, yeah. Was I supposed to say anything about that? That's fine. Okay. Um, you, you seem like a happy, joyful person. That was one of my fears of the show is like, it's not that I, um, I try to get people on the show who have dark pasts, mm-hmm. who have, um, things wrong with them or suffer from things. <laughs> I think we're human. We all suffer from things. But when I saw, I read about you and I was like, I text one of your cast members. who's a good friend of mine. I think you know who he is. I do indeed. Go one ahead. of my favorite human beings on the planet. Who is he? Isaiah Mustafa. Right. How great is he? Just the best. And what a body. I know. Great, great body. Truly. So He's kind yeah. of the, the fitness inspiration, I think, for all of us on the show. Because he has such a standard, and then the rest of us just are kind of like, well, we're never going to live up to that, but we can try. I said, <laughs> I'm interviewing Catherine McNamara today. Any dirt? Anything Ooh. funny? Who's the prankster? Cat is a seasoned professional. I have no dirt. Clean. As they come. Oh, wow. My response, farts. <laughs> was hoping to have a little more dirt. Growing up, was there any sort of like, did you experience anything as a child? That, like uh, anything? I mean, it sounds like yeah. usually when a child excels, when they do well, it's because their parents are doing something right there or they, you know, they don't have an imbalance chemically or <laughs> something. Did you have any sort of like, uh, was it all daisies and... No, of course not. I don't think anyone's childhood is. But Rob's and, was. And if, well, congratulations, Rob. Yeah, perfect. But uh, mom put him on an <laughs> I'm not depressed. <laughs> no, I, look. There, of course, there's there's always dark things, and and the whole point is to get through them and to move on from them and to handle them in a healthy way. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by like my mom and my grandparents are the best people in the world and they're my heroes and they've been there for me through thick and thin and they're kind of my examples they handle everything with positivity and with joy and with laughter and that's how I learned to deal with things and there was a certain point in my life where I just decided that in the grand scheme of things most problems in life are very small 
And it's not worth kind of dwelling on that if there's a silver lining. And I have a lot of friends that get annoyed with me because when things go wrong, I always find the silver lining. And I always go, well, hey, it's not so bad because you can look at it this way. Catherine, thank you for allowing me to be inside <laughs> of you today. Now, this is, you know, what's funny is I'm sitting here listening to what you just said. And the basics, the fundamentals of like happiness you just expressed in terms of like things that I'm 45 and I'm still learning. Like, and I think a lot of people out there, like it's always the quest for the same shit. Mm -hmm. How can I be happy? Mm -hmm. How can I be, um, how can I have, um, focus? How can I have a purpose in life? And again, it starts at a young age, but when you have mentors like your grandmother and your mother and people around you who are positive about things, that's fucking helpful. It is. Do you swear by the way? I do. I actually, I didn't before season one of Shadowhunters, but really? when I'm surrounded by five big brothers, I, um... What word won't you say? Well, I'm not going to say it. What word, what, <laughs> <laughs> what word, what's your favorite curse word? Uh, ooh. I like to make up curse words sometimes. Well, that's not a curse word. I mean, you it can't... It is to me. It depends so, on your inflection. What? What is your... Uh, I say holy shmolaka a lot. Holy shmolaka. Yeah. Just because it's Charlene fun. just smiled. She's, <laughs> she's trying to multitask, but you made her smile on that one. Uh, holy schmalaka. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you say shit a lot? I do. Do you ever uh, F up a line and go, shit? Oh, yeah. It happens. Do you ever throw an F-bomb around? On occasion. You're a lady. Yeah. You don't. You're classy. I try. You don't throw F-bombs away. You probably have never said the C word in your life. Nah. That's a bad word, but in, in England, I hear my friends always use it. Yeah, it, like in most situations, it doesn't offend me, but I think it's mostly because I have a lot of English friends, and I just have me stay here all it. the time. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother, and she's starting to notice the differences. Hmm in herself and she, because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and, you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago. And they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused, um, younger. 
I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, inside of you online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you want to add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15, and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro and Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. Do you remember, were your parents, uh, you know, were they just supportive of you all the time? Were they ever like, hey, you've got to do this. You've got to study. Were you disciplined as a child? Did you need it? Well, yeah. I mean, I think every kid learns at, at some point. I just happened to learn very quickly how to how to manage my time. And I think it's mostly a product of the fact that I I got kicked out of school in first grade. And so- Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. We just found something. Rob, mark There's that on the dirt. notes. There's dirt. You were kicked out of uh, first grade. Yeah. Can I guess what you did? Just guess. Uh, you probably pushed a girl down and hurt her. I did not, actually. A boy. You pushed him down. His no, name was Chris. And no. He was, you cheated. No. I only I, I did lose my recess once for talking, but it's because they gave me the business section of the paper, and they told us to highlight the letters of our name, and I started reading the articles to the kids around me. So that's, oh, you know. Oh, my. I'm surprised you didn't get beat up for I know. That. I'm such a that's rebel. Very condescending. I'm such a rebel. Um, but why'd you get kicked out of first grade? I got kicked out of first grade because of this preschool teacher who, like, fostered this 
you know, love of learning. And I ended up learning very quickly. And so they, the school couldn't accommodate the, the things that I needed without moving me up too far socially. So I went to school part-time for like recess and special classes and lunch and art and music and all the fun stuff. And then I did all of my academics at home through a correspondence program. Um, so I was able to kind of have the best of both worlds and do academically what I needed at home and then socially right, what on, I needed at the school. K-Mac. Yeah. I thought we were going to get into something like really provocative here. I'm sorry. First grade, I was kicked out. You weren't kicked out. You were advanced. <laughs> you were. Yeah. Is Rob, is that what you're hearing? Yeah. What were you doing in first grade, Rob? I was farting on Meredith Kramer and getting <laughs> smacked in the back for doing it. I was learning too. Did you ever get kicked out of school? No. Did you ever get demerits? Uh, we had to sit on the stage during lunch. That, was, that, was <laughs> that sounds like why, fun. Why is there a stage at lunch? It was in the cafeteria. There was a stage. Or if you were at recess, you had to stand on the wall. Stand on the wall? Yeah. I remember those days. Did Go you, stand on to the you? wall. I think both of them happened once. Yeah. Were you mortified? No. What'd you do? Just stand there all he gets what I've noticed about Rob is he get it gets extremely red faced when he's embarrassed. So I bet you were all just red faced, your hair parted perfectly, like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and no, you I, had just, a, I had a bowl cut then. He had a bowl oh, cut. No. Yeah. Wow. Did you get girls back in the day? Um, I was really short, so not not in Yeah, I was really short, yeah. Like need, junior high a little bit. Yeah, me anything. too. I was super short. You were super short? I was I'm really still super, super short. short, but you know. How tall are you? I'm five five. That's a good height for a woman. Thank you. I, f- I guess I feel short because I'm around tall people often. Well, yeah, look at your co-stars. They're yeah, all right? pretty tall, right? Yeah. Most of them are like a foot taller than me. What? I mean, you're excelling in school. You're getting all these grades. You're graduating early. You got into acting like young, too. Ish, yeah. I was mean, it your call? Was it your idea? Was it? I fell into it backwards, kind of. Pretty much literally fell into it backwards. I, I was a dancer as a kid, and I, I wanted to go into economics. That was like my dream, was to be a financial advisor. Wait, or... wait, wait, stop. How old are you when you want to be in economics? About 10. I can't even say it right. I said economics. <laughs> I can't even say the word economics. And you wanted to get into it at 10. Yeah. What do you learn in economics as a 10-year-old? Supply and demand? Basically. Well, my grandfather um, started talking to me about it at a very young age. And I I got really into it because I was a huge math nerd. I loved math. Eight times seven. Uh, 56. Yeah, there you go. Rob, that wasn't for you. Don't start bragging. (laughs) She's not going to all of a sudden think. Rob's got my back. 56. But yeah, you probably did calculus in high school. Yeah, I did. I I took math as electives in high school and college. I was more into statistics than calculus, which is kind of where economics came from. Never in. took those courses. Oh, so fun. Never. I couldn't do it. Trigonometry is like, oh, so fun. I could do that all day. Trigonometry. I did yeah. take trigonometry and I got a D because I cheated off uh, Robin Moore. Well, what'd you do that for? Because I'm just not a smart guy. I, here's what, what it is. I have uh, attention deficit disorder, which I think a lot of people now claim they have because it just gives an, as an excuse. But right. I think if you know me, like right now, you're probably saying, yeah, I believe that, right? Maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel like I need to get to know you a little better before I make that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. But uh, I think that I just couldn't focus. And yeah. I wish my parents would have given me something to help me because I just could not focus on anything. I was like a fruit fly. I was just all <laughs> over the place. And my grades suffered, and I was like, you know, getting C's, some B's. And when I was really interested, here was the thing. When I really liked something, I did excel in it. But those were few and far between. Uh, you excelled in everything because you, you had discipline. You had positivity around the house, right? I'm just a big old nerd, to be honest. Are you really? I am. Do you date nerds? Yeah, I have. 
You have dated nerds. Yeah. Do, are you sort of like uh, – do you like dating people with, with problems so you can fix them? I try and avoid that. You try – you want to date healthy people. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a healthy choice. Like if, if someone that you were dating had uh, mommy issues mm-hmm. or daddy issues, mm-hmm. would you uh, steer clear? Is that a red flag? Well, if I was already dating them, I'd, you know, you'd care about the person, so you deal with it. So in other words, you want the person to lie to you no. until it gets to a certain point. Oh, by the way, you're later right before you're marrying them. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've got to say. No, but if something happens to come up, then you, you handle it. You don't just drop something that you care about just because there's a problem. I, I just I, – I'm at a loss for words because you're – that's a genuinely beautiful comment to say and that's really what life's about because I think people are, already, are always scared of you know commitment. I, I've been scared in the past. Now uh, I'm not as scared. But you know, it, commitment's a big thing in your mind if you think you know, I'm going to be with some forever and are they going to leave me when I'm old and shitting my pants uh, or next week when I shit my pants? What, <laughs> what's going to happen? Rob, do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like Natalie's going to dump you when you dump – on her? No, we have a baby, so so that's kind of so like baby something on everyone. Well, what do you how do you feel about that, K Mac? I think it, it, honestly, it depends on the situation. To to be fair, but I I think it's always scary, especially when you are making a big life decision. But I think it's supposed to be. I think if it's not scary, then it's then there is a problem, and you're not thinking about it realistically. And you're you're a positive person always, as mm-hmm. we know. So, all right, go back to acting. So you're dancing. Yeah. You're doing all these things. What so, kind of tap dancing? Mostly ballet at that point. Ballet. Um, but I just started to get into kind of everything. And I ended up running into a friend who was directing – a family friend from, you know, my childhood that was directing – my younger childhood um, that was directing a community theater show and needed a dancer. And I was the kid who would try anything once. So I was like, well, sure. I'll, you know, I'll Except try drugs. theater. Yeah, it, true. Except try drugs. Try any activity once. Right. I'll put it that way. Like I did everything from softball to science camp and just said, you know, why not? And fell in love with it. And it it sounds so corny, but I'll never forget the moment I stepped on stage on opening night for the first time. Something hit me like a brick wall. And I just had this moment of clarity where I went, wait a minute. This is what I was put on this earth to do. At 13? 10? I was was like 12-ish. I don't know. 12? You knew what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah. I'm 45. (laughs) I'm figuring this out. Charlene, do you know what you want to do? <laughs> do you want to be a publicist your whole life? No, you don't. You're good at it. You like helping someone who's so positive and Catherine, but you don't want to do it. Rob, you don't want to produce this show forever. Absolutely you fucking not. asshole. <laughs> you got me to do this and you're not leaving. Back to you, Catherine. Uh-huh. Um, you fell in love at 12 years old. You liked the, what was it? Was it the instant gratification? The feeling of performing in front of people? pleasing them it was a little bit of everything i think it was the energy of having the live audience there and sort of the the thrill of being a part of creating a story and of of doing something that brings people joy and just kind of being a part of something where everyone's being creative and everyone's passionate doing what they love and it it, that comes together and creates something larger than each individual's work wow and just a year or two later you would have graduated high school truly yeah. And you did you tell your parents when you got home that night when you had that moment of clarity and said, this is what I want to do with my life? I and they did. thought this girl who is our daughter, who is so smart, somehow just got really dumb <laughs> in one sentence. I did tell them that. And they said, well, okay, let's um, let's see what we can do. And they, they I just asked them to keep 
helping me find auditions and helping me find things. And every couple of weeks, my mom would be driving me to rehearsal or driving me somewhere and go, so are you are you still having fun with this acting thing? How like, about is that this, economics? Is this something you still want to do? And I said, yeah. And she's like, all right. As long as you, you know, you still go to school and you still keep getting an education and you get a degree in something, that's fine. Do I what bet, you love. I bet it rarely happens, but I think your biggest fear from just knowing you, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but this is this can be a therapy session, but I'm going to throw it at you. I bet. See, my parents, I've disappointed them. They've disappointed me ad nauseum. <laughs> but- I feel that that's something that would hurt you. If you ever let them down, that would be the most catastrophic thing that could happen to you. It definitely was as a kid. And I, and I think it, it definitely still is. But I think, I don't know, if I had to quantify it, I think my biggest fear is ceasing to learn and ceasing to grow as, as an artist and as a human being. And I think stagnance is probably my biggest fear. Stagnance. Yeah. Stagnance is a good word, and what comes to stagnance for me is uh, maybe my career. Um, no, I'm kidding. No, I don't think so at all. What, that I'm kidding? No, no, no. Not that you're oh. kidding, but I don't I think you were saying, No, no, your career is stagnant. No, that's <laughs> no, not. I'm I'm saying, like, Jesus. I'm saying the opposite. Shkamanka. What the? Shkamanka. Shlamanka. What is it? Shlamil? What is it? Shmalaka. Shmalaka. There you go. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is when I think of stagnance, I think when something's not moving, which is the definition right. of stagnance. Right. Right? Stagnant. Um, I think sometimes I choose to be stagnant. I think stagnance can be good. I, I think I'm sort of equating stagnance with uh, with comfort, comfort and rest and comfort, and not not having any responsibility and sort of just being. And maybe that's more just being present and and complacency and uh, content and not stagnant. But that's what came to my mind. Yeah. But what's what's it for you? It's complacency and mediocrity. I think are are the synonyms that I try and avoid. Do you okay? That that makes sense. Now, do you feel like you've been on any shows or any movies or anything that you're like, oh my God, I want this to end. I feel like I'm not being creative. They're not writing well for me. They're not, uh, because look, as an actor, you have to, you're shaking your head no, but I, I could tell you times. I've been pretty lucky, not as of yet. I'm sure it'll happen to me at some point, but at this point I've been really lucky and maybe it's just because I'm unrealistically positive and I find a silver lining in every situation and that's what gets me through. But, uh, at this point I feel like I've been pretty lucky to have been excited and motivated about any job I can think of at this point. What are your jobs, Michael? Um, the one who's interviewing. Which ones? What are my jobs? What do you mean? Which ones did you feel that way? Uh, Well, there's always moments like I am. Here's the problem with me. Remember I told you about the ADD fruit fly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You have enough water? Mm-hmm. Hint Water gives me all these waters for free. They don't give me any money for saying this. I love them. Yeah. And Paul over at Hint gives me free ones. And I think, you know, you have a way bigger following. So I have <laughs> a feeling I could just make a call and you can get free Hint Waters. I mean, I love Hint Waters. So I would be I would be down. Now, after you saying that, maybe I'll get a check in the mail. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, Jobs that you hated. There you go. <laughs> Look, like I said, the attention get deficit. Right to the dirt, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I get bored. So right when I get a series, I'm thinking, I forget that you're on a series. And so I go, wow, that was great. We did the pilot. That was fun. Michael, you're signed on for seven years. I'm like, oh, fuck. But then I do it and I'm happy and I go through stages. But 
there's like when I feel like I've done a role, I kind of want to just like, okay, I did that. I nailed that or I didn't whatever. And I want to move on to the next one. Yeah. So, but that's not how the business is. And talk about stagnance. There's a certain seldom on a television show or a movie. Well, movie's different because it's sort of ephemeral, right? You're, um, it just doesn't. It's short lived, right? It's three, yeah, three or you know four the months. beginning, the end, and then you're done. And it's over. Yeah. But when you're on a series, there's got to get times where, like, oh, I'm walking to the bar again with my glass of scotch, and I'm saying the same <laughs> words but a different way. And yeah. wow, I wish they could be a little more creative, but it's very difficult. That's what I mean about like going, oh man, I wish I could play this, do this. Well, that that happens. I feel like on every show, but I think the challenge is for you to find ways to continue to make it fun and creative, and and to find ways to make it different. At least that's what we always try to do. Even on Shadowhunters, we have certain scenes that happen in every episode that kind of set up the episode, and right. certain locations where we're all around the table and we're all talking about things. And there are certain days where we're all like, okay, we're around the table again. What are we going to do? I'm going to stand there instead of standing here this time. Right. We're going to oh, figure whoa. it out. Whoa. Right. But that's that's what we do. We always try and figure it out. And maybe it's because we've only done three seasons and we're still, you know, all young right. and motivated. But we try and find ways to make it fun and Do creative. you get tired? I do. But that's what coffee's for. How often do you drink coffee? I I I try not to drink too much because then I'm you know I'm a very small Jittery. person I get the, I get shaky, but <laughs> I have too much caffeine. But um, I you know I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning that's to get it. me going usually, and then if it's a night shoot, that's a different story. Right? Do you sleep well? I do. You can can you are you one of those people who do like I I have a feeling you're not the person who takes a Xanax to go to bed. No, I'm the person who hits the pillow and then you can't wake me up to save my life until I'm ready to wake up. That will change, sister. <laughs> that will change because that once happened to me. Rob, are you a good sleeper? Uh, I'm in the middle of those two. I mean, you have a crying baby. Calvin's relatively young. Nah, he sleeps pretty well, though. That's a cute name. Yeah, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a cute baby. I bet. How? When's your birthday? November. November. You're Scorpio. I'm on the cusp. Sagittarius. Uh, yeah, I'm on the day that it could be either one. So it's kind of a weird combination of. Are you moody ever? I wouldn't say m- moody. Not, not you really. sleep well. Yeah. You only need a cup of coffee to go get going. Yeah. You have a great relationship with your family. Yeah. Do you give them money? No. That's very, very good because I, I do. And well, I, I like yeah, like you do things for your family. But, but you don't send you them know. checks. Yeah. No. They don't ask you for money. No. Do you see how good your parents are? A parent should never ask their child for money. Right. Regardless. Yeah. They should never. If my mother never asked me for money, our relationship would be so much better. <laughs> Michael, I need a house. Okay? Michael, I need money. Michael, I'm broke again. I'm in debt. I need money. And you see how that kind of makes it feel like advantage has been taken. Yeah. And people, some people say, well, it's your mother. No. I like my grandmother. I mean, I like my mother too. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, like, I don't. I don't. I love her because I kind of have to. It's like a Jewish thing. Okay. But I don't like her. I don't really like I think her. that's a human thing, not just a Jewish You don't like yeah. your mother? No, I, I mean, I like my mother, too. Do you love your I'm mother? I'm not Jewish, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you love and like your mother? I do, yeah. She's the greatest. Right, but my grandmother, Blanche, who's 90, has never asked me for one thing. And when I get her something, she's like, no, stop wasting your money on me. Yeah. That's love. That's unconditional. She just doesn't want... She's always looking after me. It is, and it's wonderful. But it makes it really difficult, I have to say, personally, to like buy birthday presents or Christmas presents for my mom and grandma because they're both like that. I'm like, but I want to do something for you. And they're like, no, 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 See, don't do anything. That's like, a beautiful but please thing. Please do. Please let me. I I don't buy her anything for her birthday or anything. I say house. 
out of debt 500 times. Just send her a photo of the house you bought her? Yeah. yeah. Here's a photo of the house Every... I bought you. Here's a, here's a copy of the check that I sent you last week. These are issues that I talk about with my therapist. See, these are things like if you, like we started, like if I told you all these things, you'd be like, holy shit, man. That's a lot of stuff, right? It's like mutual therapy session right now. I like it. But this. you don't have, there's really, this isn't therapy for you, I don't think. He's just dumping on you right now. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is therapy okay. for me. That's okay. I'm watching you and your mind's spinning. Like it's really in overdrive right now. And I feel like if you were my therapist, you could say so much, but you don't want to say anything because you don't want (laughs) me to feel like you're my therapist, but I want you to, because I feel like, you know, you've already got, you figured it out at 22. Oh, I don't think I have it figured out. I think I, I, I actually know I don't have it figured out. I mean, I, I try and figure it out, but I have to remind myself of a lot all the time. What do you remind yourself? All the things I've been talking about. So you're not always positive. I'm. In the moments that I'm not, I try and remind myself to be, and then it usually works out in my favor. Do you meditate? I've started to learn, but it's one of those things that (laughs) I don't ever give myself free time when I schedule things because I don't like sitting still. So I I find it hard to find the time to meditate. But I have to say, fitness has become meditative for me because I I never worked out before Shadowhunters, and then once I started, you never worked out. I don't know. I was a dancer. Yeah, so so I was always active, but I never I was never in the gym all the time. And now I am. I love it. It's my me time. It's the time where I go and I do something good for myself. And no matter what kind of a day I'm having, I could go to the gym for thirty minutes and I feel like a million bucks. I think I kind of get something, Rob. It just struck me. It just occurred to me. I found out what would make her unhappy. Uh oh. I just figured it out. Uh-oh. You have to keep busy. You have to always be doing something or you'll maybe go a little stir crazy. Yeah, definitely. See, that's the thing. You can't relax, Catherine. That's your weakness. And that's a strong weakness. Let it's me tell true. you, you're not perfect. No, oh God. No, I don't, and I don't think you are. I mean, look, you're close. You're close to perfect. But <laughs> you don't know me very well yet. Are you? Well, what, I, what I'm saying is from what I gather... I, I just feel like you had a great upbringing and you're, you're smart and you're level-headed and your family's great. But I think you've always sort of like been a workhorse, like in, uh, you know, that thirst for knowledge, that thirst of creativity. But it also has driven you to the point where Catherine can't really just do nothing. Yeah, no. I took a vacation this January for a week. For the first time in like 10 years, I took an actual vacation where I went and I did nothing and I sat on a beach for a week. How was that? It, Not it, good. It was an interesting experience. The first three days, I couldn't sit still. And then by day three, four, five, six, I was kind of settled and I started having a really good time. And then day seven, I could not sit still. I was like, I need to do something. I right. need a purpose in life. But it was perfect because I, I I was able to settle into it, appreciate it, and then appreciate going back. Do you want to work to your 90? Yes. You want to work forever? I do. Well, okay. I, I had a bit of a an insight into what that would be like. When I did the show in New York, I worked with Angela Lansbury and Elaine Stritch. I was going to ask you about that. And what's her name? Somebody else. Uh, Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones, Bernadette Peters. But but Angela and Elaine were in their their 80s and 90s, respectively, um, when they did the show. And for me, that was so interesting to see that someone who'd been in the industry forever could still be excited about doing a show, you know, doing eight shows a week. Right. And it was, it was the best. And I look at them and I go, well, that's what I want to be. Could you I'm be there. with someone who isn't motivated or who just is content with doing a lot of nothing while you're so busy? I don't know. It depends because you can be motivated about things and still appreciate 
having free time to relax. And that's what I've, I've learned from a lot of people that I'm close to. And that's what I'm trying to teach myself is to take those moments, those, those kind of mental health breaks where you can sit and relax your brain for a minute and still be motivated and still be busy and still accomplish things. And maybe that's honestly what I've been doing because I'm 45 and I've been working, knock on wood, steadily since I'm yeah, – get water. There's no get, wood water. in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. Hold on a second. Rob. Ah, there we go. That's not wood. Okay. But I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And maybe I've just come to a point where I'm like, I feel like oh, I was on a series for seven years. I was on another series for two years. I've done movies. I've done good and bad. I've done all this stuff. So I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've done a lot. 45, what's the next chapter? I call this year the, the year of discovery and recovery. It's like, how healthy can I be? Mm-hmm. How much I want to think about. It just made me, you gave me a little hope because I realized you're 22, you're young, you're ambitious, you're, you want to take the world by the horns or the, mm-hmm. or the by the horns. Take the bull by the horns, the by take the, the world by storm. You, you know, pick, by pick storm. an idiom this or is why combine I have them. You here. I think you should be my partner on this show <laughs> and you should just like fill words in when I need them. Sounds good. Yeah. Because, um, I think you'll, you'll find that after doing shadow hunters and then you'll, I, I know you'll work for a long time. I think you're really talented. Thank you. And I think that, uh, you're driven and you're really smart and you're fearless. And I think you're going to have an incredible career, but there will come some moment in your life, probably not soon, but 15 years from now, you'll say, I remember doing this podcast in this dude's basement in the Hills. He said this time would come when I would just hit a wall and I just need to take some time for myself right? and do some mindfulness and just take a step back for a second and say, hey, look, look how much you've done. This is good. Good job. Let's just give yourself a little break. Not, not, not seven days, but maybe a little bit more time to see what it is. Who knows? Maybe Because you do other things too. You're part of anti-bullying, mm-hmm. um, right? Yeah, I, I do that. I work with Girl Up. I, I try and I try and do what I can to give back in a sense because I I'm fortunate enough to be able to make a living doing what I love and that happens to give me a bit of a voice, especially now when actors on social media has become such a an influence on a lot of young people, which is kind of a scary responsibility sometimes. But I try and do some good with it. You know, if I'm gonna have a voice in the world, I wanna use it for for some kind of good. Yeah. I think that's really important because it's giving back is a lot, of, you know, people are so into themselves, you know, Rob. And, um, I think a lot of people are Charlene, <laughs> Charlene could be into herself at times. You could be in yourself. I'm in myself. Of course. And I think it's human. Sometimes you forget, like there's other people out there and there's people that need help and there's people that need advice and yeah. it's not all about you. And when you can sometimes give, you know, attention to something else, it makes you happier exactly. by giving, right? Yeah. Well, and I think about it this way, you know, if everybody in the world did one nice thing for somebody else every day, there's a lot of people in the world that would make a big difference. That'd be incredible. You know, even the littlest things can add up to be something huge. And if people do bigger things or if people work together to accomplish things, what could that do? I'm guessing you've never done a line of Coke. No. Never. No. Nope. I've never. I'm guessing you're. Charlene just looked at me like, "What the fuck?" What kind of question <laughs> is that? I guess you've, you. You don't do drugs. No. That's good. Never done them. I do like scotch, though. You like scotch. I love that, scotch. Now that's a. That's a strong drink. It is. Are you one scotch on the rocks? Uh, no ice. No, just, neat. Just, just I don't know. I, I don't drink neat. scotch, so I always need like I'm from Indiana, so we knew scotch and uh, and, and coke. Okay, you know, yeah. a, a that's good too. Bourbon and Coke. Yeah. But the scotch, do you ever catch a buzz 
Or are you someone who just like... Oh, no. Well, I'm a very small person, so it doesn't, it doesn't, so it doesn't take, take long. much for Are you a giggly to... drunk? It depends on what I drink. Like when I, when I drink wine, I, I feel like I think I'm very philosophical. Um, what do you talk about when you're on wine? I have no idea. You don't. I you just, just start talking I, about things. I just start thinking that I'm, I'm very insightful about things and I want to have deep conversations. Nietzsche once said, can I get another glass of rosé? Yeah, right? Like stuff like that? Yeah. Um, and then I think when I, whenever I drink gin, I get bubbly because but, that's – I don't know. And then when I drink scotch, I just get feisty. Feisty? Yeah. Like what, what do you do that's feisty? My gingerness comes out. Can you be a little my, – um, My Irishness comes out when I drink scotch. Do you ever get belligerent? Oh yeah, I'm like, sure. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Well, okay. Think about the think about this. I was basically, um, I'm basically surrounded by like five big brothers all the time, and being the little sister, you, you got to stand up, up for yourself. yourself yeah. You know? Right. And well, the five big. I'm an only child, but the five big brothers are you know the cast of Shadowhunters. So it's a lot of fun. Oh. So when I say my five big oh, brothers, right. that's See, what I mean. Because I remember reading you were an only yeah. child. So yeah, yeah, those yeah. are your big brothers. Yeah, 100%. Do they, is there, who's the biggest prankster on Shadowhunters? Are there any farters or any like, uh. Well, here's the thing there's a couple pranksters. I mean, Isaiah, I'm sure you know, is is a prank master. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's quality over quantity when it comes to his pranks. So you know, when Isaiah pranks you, it's going to be good. How but did it, it get you? Uh, I'm really easy when it comes to pranks because I'm I startle easily. So he just Ooh. jumps out from behind things. Yeah, that's but he'll like wait in the hallway after everybody's left, and then I'm the last one to leave, and he jumps out of me after everyone else has gone by. There's several. Yeah, there's several like video montages online. You like horror movies scared. though. I love horror me, me movies. Me too. Though that's one thing we really have in common. Yeah. Because I am a diehard horror fanatic. I read somewhere that you really loved A Quiet Place. Oh my god. I enjoyed it. I think Krasinski's brilliant. I think he did an amazing job. I liked it a lot. Yeah. You loved it. I did. Well, what I loved about it is it, it to me it felt like it was going taking a horror back to kind of the Hitchcock style okay. where it allowed you to use your imagination more than seeing, you know, the blood and gore on screen. It it let your mind kind of create however scary you wanted it to be, which I always think is much more terrifying. What are your favorite horror movies? I love the original Carrie. Quiet Place was brilliant. Um, it Follows was one of my favorite more recent ones. That was one of my favorite movies. I thought it yeah. was so original and creepy. The tall guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love Psycho. Psycho I mean, who great. doesn't love oh, Psycho? Yeah. Yeah. When Anthony uh, Perkins goes out in that wig at the end with a knife and he's just all crazy, that look <laughs> on his face. There's yeah. nothing scarier than that moment, I think, in cinema. It's true. That moment. Yeah. The Exorcist, I love. The Shining, all these movies. Um, you know, I like cheesy ones, too, that are a little scary, like Pet Cemetery. You should check out. I have a big list I could send you. Please do. But I'm a big horror movie. Now, we have horror movies here in my basement. Uh, my friend John Heater, who's Napoleon Dynamite, he comes and we we sit back and um, we watch horror movies. That's and he's, awesome. And he's like a really good dude, good husband, good father, uh, has like four or five kids, Mormon, and just like – just. A, but he loves his disgusting horror movies. It, that's great. Yeah. That's what he loves. That's what movies are for. So maybe that's what it is. You're innocent. You seem innocent. You seem, uh, you know, you're really bright. You're philosophical when you have your wine. <laughs> uh, but then you have your scotch. Yeah. And you watch your horror movies. Yeah. And there's that little edge there. Yeah. There's a little darker side of you. A little bit. That you're, you want to be scared. It's there. It's there when you need it. Yeah. Can you cry like that? 
I mean, not do necessarily like now. that, but I can when I need to. Yeah. Do you have people blow glycerin in your eyes? No, not unless I really need to. There have been there have been times where you know we're doing a scene where we're all crying for eight hours straight, and oh you're like, God. all right, I need a little help after you just hours. Look like shit after that. Yeah. Don't your eyes swell up? But that's the fun, though. Well, your eyes I swell love, up. I love scenes like that, though. When you're like. The, that's how our season two finale was of Shadowhunters. Right. It was me and Dom and the brilliant Alan Vansprang, um, just covered in mud. We'd all been crying for hours on end and fighting and throwing each other around and hitting the ground. We were covered in blood. It's But it's one of those moments where you're like, I get to do this for a living. I get to sit in the middle of the woods and be covered in mud and just you're right. play make-believe. Isn't that crazy? And, and get stories. paid for it. And it's so fun to just be completely immersed in a scene like that. And it's one of those moments where, you know, we'd spent two years kind of building up this triangle, this relationship, and it all came to fruition in that scene. And it was just – it's one of those things that you have that magic moment where everybody clicks in and you're just in it. And we're lucky enough to have such an amazing crew that they kind of gave us the space and helped us to kind of create that and just kind of let us do our thing. You really love – I actually shot a movie called Urban Legend in Toronto. Oh, cool. And it was a horror movie. And um, I loved it. I think it's a yeah. great city. It's amazing. But that's nice that you talk about how much fun you have on the set and all this. Have you ever – is there ever a director that comes in you're not that fond of? Have you ever seen someone lose their shit on set? Because not everyone is as nice as you. I think if you have an issue, is it hard for you to speak up or are you pretty loud and vocal about what you don't, you don't like? It depends. I'm learning to. I, I try not to throw my weight around unless I really need to. I mean, ultimately, I'm a businesswoman, so that comes first. And there are moments where I put my foot down and I say, hey, look, this isn't cool or, hey, this is what I need or whatever. But unless it's really important, I'm, I'm a team player, first of all. So you have, become a, you have become a businesswoman. Yeah. That little 12-year-old that was studying economics or 10 years old yeah. who wanted to get into economics, there's a business side of you now that are you like when you negotiate things and are you a part of that? Like, here's what I want. <laughs> yeah. This is what I, I want. A bigger trailer than Isaiah. I no. don't care if he was the old Spice guy. <laughs> Fuck him. He's a prankster. I want a bigger trailer. I want um, I want my hair colored uh, every week. Uh, I want my nails done. I want – I want – no, not that definitely, but but you know I did get a business degree, and so I am able to like read my own contracts and handle things from that perspective you read as your own well. Contracts. I do. My attorney loves it, but also kind of has gotten used to it because every contract I get, I'll read it over, and then I'll send them twenty questions about it, and they just kind of go, "Okay, I'll set a call," because <laughs> they the way- they were willing to teach me those things. Well, it's that's why there's you're not going to have these horror stories about because you hear it all the time about business managers screwing over their client. It's because it's a lack of education. It's an ignorance. Yeah. And it's that's just, what I wanted to avoid. You, you got to avoid that. And I do that like every week. I'll go, oh, hey, you know, what's going on? Any residuals? Nope. Nope. You sure? Oh. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, this has been a real treat for me, by the way. Rob, me too. You? It is. It's fun. You're, yeah. you know, and you've done so much work. You've done so much, so many plays and things. And you just, do you want to do Broadway again? I do. If someone said, we'll pay you as much as you get for Shadow Hunters to do Broadway for the rest of your life, would you want to do more Broadway because you could make a better living? Because doing a lot of theater isn't a lot of money usually. I've, it's the art. 
I would have to say I probably wouldn't want to do it for the rest of my life. I'd want to go back and forth between it. But that's what I love about this industry is you never do the same thing for too long. So you can go do theater for a little bit and then do film and then do television and then it because it exercises a different set of muscles, I yeah. feel. And it that's that's the fun because you always keep yourself on your toes and you never kind of get too comfortable anywhere. Do you want to have children? I do. You do. If you, it was up to you. I, I'm guessing one boy, one girl as everyone else would. Or no, do you want five brothers? I want three. You want three kids? Yeah, I think Two so. Two girls and a boy? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the Lord gives you. Yeah. You believe in that stuff? Yeah. You believe in the Lord? I do. I do too. I'm a Lord believer, Rob. Yeah. A Lord believer, yeah. Charlene, <laughs> publicist. Do you believe in the Lord? Do you pray every night? I do. I think this is my thing. I I was raised um, Episcopal, but, you know. What does that mean? It's, it's Christian, but... Little differences. A little, little differences. Right, okay. It's kind of like Catholic, but not really. But I don't know. Right, somewhere, right, right. somewhere in the middle. Um, to put it broadly, but I think as long as everyone, I think it's just important to believe in something greater than yourself, and whatever faith, that is faith, for you. Yeah, have faith in something. Whether that's an energy or the universe or a certain deity sure. or religion or whatever. Yeah. That's what I think is more important than anything. What's more important even than that is is letting people believe what they want to believe. That, I agree. I don't care what you believe in. Yeah. That's what you believe in. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to tell you. And just don't tell me what to do. I feel the exact same way. I wish I'm more so people glad. felt that Rob? way. Rob? I'm against people being able to believe. <laughs> Such an asshole. Of course, Rob. <laughs> uh, this is this is really great. I mean, um, so you want to get married? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You want to have kids? Yeah. You you want to be loved? Yeah. You want to be in love? Yeah. A- Angeline Clace says, what can you tease us about Clace's relationship in 3B? What is 3B? Ooh, 3B. So we sh- when we shoot our seasons, we shoot 20 episodes a season. And they split them up in the way they air them in 10 and 10. And our first 10 have just aired, so that's 3A. And then 3B is coming up later this summer. Um, okay. And the season ended kind of on a unpredictable note. In that the last two lines of the season were somebody saying, where's Clary? And somebody else yeah, goes, you, I killed her. Die. She's dead. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you die. So technically, people think I'm dead. But you know they don't. Well. There's, I mean, that's like, you know, on season three, you know, if Lex, Lex dies. or Yeah. Uh, people know that uh, you know, they're not going to kill me off. Right. So you're, well, like, you're the lead. I mean, How I was worried that? for a minute. I can't say that I didn't call our executive producer. You're the go, face of the show. Did I do something? Did I, yeah, do I still have a job? You know why they did that? Why? Because they, when you renegotiate, because everyone right? always renegotiates after season right? two or three. Yeah. That's why they did it. They're like, oh, we can always let you go. Yeah. So don't even buy that. You negotiate. No, I- <laughs> you businesswoman. You do that. You get more money. So, so what I can tease is that Clary is like I'm still a part of the show, but everything's different now that that all of this has happened, and now you know Lilith's. Even though Lilith is gone, her effects will last throughout the rest of the season um, on every character, on Jace because he was possessed on Clary. Clace is Clary. Clary and Jace. Right, of course, I've seen that. So, so their relationship is definitely forever changed because both of them are dealing with kind of the aftermath of the final episode of the season. And also the fact that, you know, Clary's been through a lot. She got captured, almost executed. Jace threw her off a roof. You also killed her, your father and brought him back and then killed him again. again. You're not that great. No, no, she's not. But but this is, that's what I love about her is that she has the best of intentions, but she makes mistakes all the time and she falls on her face all the time. 
I also fall on my face all the time, literally, I'm but sure that's another do, right? story. Um, I'm very clumsy. It's got, it's kind of bad. It's gotten to a point on set where even if there's like a wire on the ground, people will be like, cat, there's a wire Stop here. Double. Please don't trip over this. Please be careful. Like, Kat's I got to walk into the, onto the, she's got to walk over there. Let's get a stunt double for her to walk. <laughs> what was bad is somebody else tripped on set the other day and they walked over to me and went, oh, geez, I just pulled a cat and everybody left. Oh my God. That's mortifying, yeah. but not really. It's 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 cute. Yeah, it's whatever. charming. I'm clumsy. I take we it. We both worked with Todd Slavkin. Yes, Crypt on Site TV, who oh, uh, did a lot of stuff on Smallville, and Darren Swimmer. Yeah, their EPs. Um, they said, "Who's a better couple, Alec and Magnus, or Clark and Lex?" <laughs> Ooh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't I, know. I think that's more of a question. I don't know. Malik is is like the end all be all. Yeah, a lot of good looking people in your show. It's true. Yeah. And every time they cast somebody, we all kind of look at each other and go, how did they do it again? Yeah. They got another one. A lot of good looking folks out there. Yeah. I've never gotten one call to be on Shadowhunters. You should Sla- be. Thank you. I, maybe I, I will. You know what? We should talk to Todd and Darren about that. Yeah. But you're going to have to do a lot of makeup so I could look a lot. I don't think so. So I can so. compete with you guys. It's not a competition. I love Todd and Darren. They were always sweet. Yeah. Fun to be around. Yeah. They're just – they're good guys. Yeah. Good children. Is that, do you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. They've, they've done great things for our show. If you could invite one actor or actress to guest star on Shadowhunters, who will be? Aside from you. Ooh, ooh, um, did you hear that? Charlene. <laughs> uh, Helen oh, Mirren? Helen Mirren, sure. Actually, I keep talking about this because we have – McGee is an executive producer on our show right. and on Supernatural. Yeah, and I just have crossover. this kind of – I have this idea of a cool crossover episode because we both hunt demons. Yeah. So, you know, there's demons that exist, and if the universes were the same, what if we both show up to hunt the same demon? How would that work? Like, what's the, you know, who has jurisdiction? That's pretty cool. That's a good idea. And you know what? Uh, Jensen asked me to be on, on Supernatural. Well, you should be on the crossover episode. Wouldn't you should be, be the I'll demon. I'll join both of you. I'll be a demon. Yeah. I'll make me look really ugly. No, that's, some that's of our what demons... they'll, they'll CGI my face like we talked about in the beginning. <laughs> some of uh, our I demons just are actually it. really handsome. You should see. We have like a Prince of Hell. Who, or a... Can I have an accent? Yeah. You Maybe should I, talk, have I could talk like this, everything like this. I'm the demon from Transylvania. Oh, we haven't had a demon from Transylvania yet. It's Clary. I kill you. I kill you. Just like... try. Star Wars or Harry <laughs> Potter? Jess M. Suriano. Oh my God! Shall I rip my heart in half? Jess. I'm guessing for you it's Harry Potter because no, it was, it, I grew up with Star Wars more than Harry Potter. Really? I mean, I love Harry okay. Potter, but I grew to love Harry Potter later. Are you in are life. you really good at Star Wars? You know characters? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay, who, was, who uh, said who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Oh, okay. Um, is that is that Obi Wan? Yeah. Okay. There's a point. <laughs> who said? <laughs> it was a Jawa. That's not fair. It was a Jawa. They said uh, OTD or something. Uh, up for the day? Man. Nessa, Glory Frey, which artist <laughs> would Clary pro- pro- probably listen to? Oh, um, I would think, well, Rock Solid Panda, of course. They'll, they'll know. It's a band on the show. It's Should her best friend's you know band. Oh, it's a real, it's a, not a fake band. It's, it's a fake, fake band it's a fake on the band. show, right, yeah. Right, right, right. No, it's very real. Alberto Resende is a fantastic singer. Um, and he actually does get to sing on the show, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah. And you sing. I do. Really? What do you sing? Do you sing in the shower? Uh, yeah. What do you sing? Uh, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm like Cole Porter, musical theater, Stephen Sondheim. Sometimes I'm singing 30 Seconds to Mars, and sometimes I'm singing Taylor Swift. Depends, really? So you like country, you like rock, you yeah. like old, classical. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Thank you. This has been an incredible interview. I've really had fun with you. I think you're uh, pretty damn dynamic. 
But I have to ask you. Okay. So on Instagram, you have a lot of followers. You have a million. Yeah, and that's something that has become really interesting with Shadowhunters because most of our audience is very engaged on social media. Yeah. It's become a really big thing for our show, and I've learned a lot about it. But something I have learned about it is not to take it for granted. Because as an sure. actor, you do so many things, and half of them go out in the world, and nobody cares. Nobody sees them. I've done exactly. many of those projects. So have I. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where when you have a project that people care, yeah, it's a huge responsibility, and yeah, you have to deal with everybody's opinions. But how cool is it that people are actually invested in something that you're also passionate about, and that people actually care and they are excited to learn and see more and talk about it? Well, to me, I'm not saying this as a kiss ass. This is just a, this is just an honest opinion. I think it's a fact that our fans, the people who are following us, and Without that, without them, we don't have careers. We don't have, and thank you know. As much as I hate social media, I also love social media exactly. because I could say, "Hey, thanks, John. Thanks, Sophie, mm-hmm. for that response. It really means a lot to me." And and they could have they could have a response from me, and we could have sort of a sort of a, a cyber relationship yeah. out there, and they could like. You know, and and what better way to say, hey, listen to my podcast and and have a listen. And, hey, here's the guest that you guys love. You may not like me, but you like (laughs) K-Mac, who's here today from Shadowhunters. You might be listening for Rob. It's true. Or or, or maybe you didn't know Charlene was going to be on the show today, just not saying anything. But that's the reason I live tweet every episode, too, because I love seeing people's immediate reactions. And I love interacting on that live basis when they're just on the edge of their seat because their reactions are are way so they're so intense sometimes and i think it's so fun to see people just suddenly something will happen on the show and then twitter just explodes with yeah. people all caps and gifts right? and boomerangs and all this stuff i met you at the do you remember where we met was it at isaiah's house or was it somewhere else no where did we meet for the we first met time at the pilot premiere party <gasps> that's right or um uh for shadow, for shadow hunters, <laughs> yeah. And uh, What's that show again? Is it Mick G's house? <laughs> it was. It was a really a big event, big it was. pool party, and you were there. And uh, it went. Did, let me ask you an honest opinion. Did, mm-hmm. When you saw the show, mm-hmm. when you were there, you're mm-hmm. like, did you think A, this is not getting picked up? B, uh, maybe we have a chance. C, definitely this is awesome. What was your honest gut? Your, your initial. My initial instinct, I was... Not based on whether you really liked it, but whether you thought it was going to be, how it was going to be received. I wasn't sure. I try not to predict those things, honestly, because then you just get too involved in what if it is or what if it isn't, or it's the same thing with seasons getting picked up or pilots getting picked up. It's like, uh, you can't stress about those things because there's so many factors that have nothing to do with the quality of the show or anything. Um, But I was just so excited that people were excited. And that whole night was a blur for me because we'd we'd spent the Whiskey? entire year. No. Oh, okay. No, I don't think I don't think I drank that. I don't remember. Whoa, That's why it was such a blur. Remember. No, I it, that night was such a crazy blur because yeah. we had like all day of press and then all night like hanging out with everyone. Um, but it, it was just so exciting to kind of have worked so hard on it, and we weren't allowed to tweet a lot about it. We weren't allowed to show a lot of people a lot of things because they were trying to keep it all under wraps. And then suddenly for them to just throw it out in the world in such a big way, the response was so huge immediately because people had been waiting for so long that it was just kind of overwhelming more than anything else. We always wrap it up and sort of talk about 
this is just in brief. You may have nothing to say. Okay. But I've already said to you the one thing I look at you because I think you're a pretty amazing person inside out. Thank you. But, um, you know, if I were your therapist, I would say, hey, learn to embrace those stagnant times Mm -hmm. or those moments where, you know, you don't have to do anything and you can just decompress and do nothing yeah. and be alone with yourself because that's what I'm learning to do is like be happy with myself. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say to you. And that I think comes with age. I appreciate that. this isn't that. condescending. I'm saying, but now we're going to reverse it. Uh-oh. If you were my therapist and I uh-huh. want you to be dead honest, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to hold anything back. I want you to say, what would you say to me? Like your gut. I see it. I see the wheels. I'm trying to think. Rob, uh, Rob, don't answer for her because I know you have a lot to say here. <laughs> well, Rob knows you a lot better than I do. Well, he thinks he does. But I think if I were to tell you something, it would be – and this is kind of – I don't know. It's sort of what I tell everybody. But maybe find those silver linings whenever you can. I, I don't think you're a person that doesn't, but I think it's always helpful. That's, that's what you gather from me. Put me on the spot here. Maybe, you know, learn to be okay with your your loud socks and not let people's <laughs> comments about your loud socks bother you. Because I like the loud I socks. I thought there was going to be something profound coming. Wow, I really <laughs> – I penetrated. She's going to say something uh, really, uh, you know, just dark or whatever. And she looks at my socks. They're Montreal Expo socks. I think that's awesome. It's yeah. on on theme with the Canadian filming location. Yeah. Do you, uh, you talk to your mom and dad every day, your grandma? I talk to my mom every day for sure. FaceTime? Yeah. What do you talk about? My socks. Socks? Sometimes. You wear socks? Or I do, yeah. Not with these oh, shoes. Yeah, with those well, I mean, I have little socks on. You have little socks because you don't want your socks. feet to smell. Yeah. I'm a smell person. Like feet, okay. breath. I like people to smell good. Well, that's good generally- Is that wrong? No. My grandfather's a dentist, so I get it. Do you floss every day? I do. Do you have incredible breath? I don't know if I have incredible breath, but I, I like to think that I have good dental hygiene. How many times have you kissed- uh, 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 Jace, a lot. And does he ever? Does he always have pretty good breath? Yeah. Well, okay. This is something that uh, actually a lot of people know about me now because of the show. But I always have these in my pocket. Those are Listerine breath. Uh, the Listerine breath strips, strips, right? Can I have one of those? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, even on set, I always have them in my pocket, just because mm. my grandma used to have them in her purse, and mm-hmm. it's kind of something that mm. I just got in the habit of. Can you give Rob like three? <laughs> no, <laughs> Do you Rob's, like one, Rob, Rob's breath's no? good. I'm okay. Thanks. Okay. Cool. Um. But, but what if they I, – I think that if someone doesn't floss, it doesn't matter how many times they brush or gargle shit or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, th- their breath still will smell. You have to Probably. floss your teeth. I don't know. The, but Dom usually has really good breath. But, you know, we always, like, share these too. But it got to the point actually season one where, you know, you always do the interviews. Where it's like, oh, tell us something that we don't know about your cast members. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, Kat always has Listerine strips in her pocket. To the point where Listerine sent me a box of these. Really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll send me a box. That would be nice. Hashtag Listerine. Hashtag Listerine Hashtag indeed. Listerine. Yeah. Um, have you ever said to a makeup artist – Oh my God, can you tell him, can you give him some breath, man? His breath is like, he just ate a shit sandwich. Have you ever? No. Never? No. But you don't tongue, there's no tongue kissing. No. I Have mean, you ever tongue just... kissed on set, like on a, in a scene? Because maybe some people, here's the thing, this oh, is look, a good question. Listen, listen, a girl yeah. doesn't kiss and tell either. A lady doesn't kiss and tell oh, either. Oh, hey, but this is business. <laughs> I'm not talking about your personal life. Still. But hang on. What? Think about this. Most people, when they're doing plays or a movie, the audience thinks, are they French kissing in this scene? But there's this this protocol. I don't know what it is, but you don't really tongue. 
But I'm sure how, but how will some people, some actors know that that's what you're not supposed to do? How come, how, maybe some actors when they're kissing, they don't know it's their first time and they slip you some tongue and you're like, hey, we don't do tongue. Has that ever happened where you're like, hey, no tongue? No, I think because, well, because it, I don't know. It depends on like the character and the situation and, and it depends on the two people. Have you given Jace tongue? No. All right. That was a, a fair <laughs> question. But I have a feeling but, you might have given tongue to someone. I'm trying to remember at this point because it becomes so technical. It's not something I really think about. So you don't – have you ever kissed someone on set and then gone, wow, that person's lips are supple and soft? Those scenes are always the ones that they try and make so perfect. And yeah. then you suddenly become aware of every little detail when there's 50 people staring at you and, you know, two or three cameras. Yeah. But, like, at this point, especially with Shadowhunters, after doing it for three years, we've all kind of you're all friends. shared everything your at this sister, point. You're the little so sister. Like, eh, you're the little you know. sister that the older brother's making out with no tongue. <laughs> really weird. Well, especially on Shadowhunters, we, we talk about that because the plot is very interesting. It's like, oh, you have chemistry with this person. And then, oh, he might be your brother. But, oh, wait, uh, he's not your brother. This is actually your brother. Oh, but wait. It's, Star Wars it's, parallel. It's really Star Wars sometimes. Right? Yeah. What's your uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, handle? Uh, my Instagram is at KitKatsMeow. My Twitter is at Cat underscore McNamara. What do you want people to uh, know about you? What, uh, you? They've learned a lot today. About me? Yes. What would you say if somebody said, who are you? If they didn't listen to this podcast. Who am I? I am I am a uh, 22-year-old grandma, basically, who's also a huge nerd and is super ambitious. Kind of wants to do a little bit of everything. I like that. Yeah. I could see you having your own album. I could see you maybe doing a horror movie. Yeah. I've done yeah, to yeah, a yeah, horror yeah. movie. Well, and you, you were on in Maze, Maze Runner. Maze Runner. Yeah, absolutely. Was that an enjoyable experience? So fun. Right? Yeah. You enjoy everything. I do. I don't. That's the only difference. You know, this is something my grandfather always told me. He's like, if you're not having fun, you're not doing something right. You hear that, Rob? Mm-hmm. Catherine. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you today. This has been a real treat. Thanks watch, so much. Watch Shadowhunters. Where can they watch this? Uh, they can watch it on the Freeform app, internationally on Netflix. It's also on a lot of other platforms. And what, what else is going on? Anything summer. else? I mean, you do that most of your life right now. Mm-hmm. So that's you're consumed by that. But there's other Pretty things much. going on? Yeah, there's some irons in the fire. I'm hoping things pan out eventually on a couple things. But nothing I can kind of talk about now, unfortunately. Anything you want to say to Rob? Thanks so much for you know listening and putting up with this today. Thank you for listening to Inside of You. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.